Hey there, and welcome to the Best You Nation. We're excited for you, and we hope that this podcast will help you grow, optimize your 24 hours in a day, and help you live elevated. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's go. What's up, guys? It's your boy Finn and Adler right here on the hey, Best hey, Nation. Hey. We are super excited to bring you guys a brand new episode on this podcast where we're helping you cultivate your mind to be the best version of you. Adler, how you doing, man? I am doing pretty well, man. Um, I, I can say that I'm really excited for this episode, uh, largely because we're about to find out a little bit more about each other. You know, we're gonna just kind of go back and forth and uh, have a little fun. But that being said, I'll let you introduce the topic because, you know, I don't want to, you know, dominate the time. But I'm excited just to kind of get this out there and then just to see um, the feedback that we get from it. So Absolutely. Well, I think one of the things that we were talking about off air today uh, was kind of figuring out how we can help people become closer to their friends. I mean, a lot of us have friends. We a lot, of, a lot of us, we call our friends close. But how close are you with your friends? So Adler and I decided to do something a little different. Yep. That we wanted to dig deeper into our friendship dig deeper into our closeness how well do i know adler and how well does adler know me now as you guys know we are hosts of a podcast we're focused on helping you guys become the best version of you so today we challenge you to take this episode to your own personal life by and i hope every episode we've actually ever had is brought to your personal life but today especially we want this episode to help you cultivate your friendships how can we do that? Well, we're going to ask some questions. We're going to go through them. We're going to kind of get to know each other a little bit more and beyond our friendship we have now. And by the end of this long, drawn-out process, we're hoping that you can be just a little bit closer, have a better understanding, and most importantly, recognize that there are other components and aspects in your life that you have to consider when it, when it comes to being friends. Absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes, and it, this is something that is so true, you can literally be working with somebody or be with somebody in the same room with them, but they're going through this extremely trying, miserable time in their life, and they may not voice it or vocalize it. And, you know, you just have to be mindful of that. Like, you have to be mindful that even though everything is going honky-dory for you, it could be completely different for the other person. That's right. And this is just kind of just an exercise just to, um, I guess, just be more mindful of what others possibly could be going through. Absolutely. And we're going to make it more fun as well at the same time because it is important to know who you who you're surrounding yourself with. One of the things that I've always noticed that I used to do, and this is something that I want to bring up because maybe you're one of those people that have experienced this or maybe are going through this right now where you have friends for a sense of comfort. And that's normal. It's a, it's a typical thing. We want people around us because we are people. people. Of course. I'm a people person. Uh, and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I used to do this thing, and maybe you're one of those people out there who have called your so-called friends, people that you spend time with, but you really don't know much about them. They're really just acquaintances. And <clears throat> forgive me for saying this, but like you know, I, I really didn't have a lot of friends because I just had people that I knew. It wasn't really beyond this extent of just knowing their name or maybe what they were taking and what classes they shared with you back in you know my other time of my life when I was a little bit on a different track. But that's not the point. Today, we want to help you, as Adler said, exercise 
a new fundamental mm-hmm. that we can add to your toolbox and how you and other people can get close and become more aware of your friendships because I think that's something in 2021 we're super, it's super, huge. super, it's super huge. focused on. So, uh, all right. And um, what we'll do, all right, we're going to set it up with kind of like a format where, you know, I ask a question and you respond. And then after you respond, I'll kind of tell you like my own two cents of that same question. Perfect. We'll kind of go back and forth. We have a list of questions that we're, um, we wrote down we're going to choose from. And, um, you know, really, I hope you guys enjoy it. You'll kind of get a chance to know us a little bit better. Um, and I'll get a chance to know Finn a little bit better and have a little bit of a uh, better understanding of who Finn is. And just viewers' discretion, I just want to know, I know a lot about Adler, and I just want you to know that just because you're asking your so best friends... Well, we're gonna find out, <laughs> but just just because you know, just because you're like best friends with people, okay? Yeah. You can still ask your friends questions. Yeah. I just want you guys to know, like, there are things That's that true. I don't know about Adler. I know a lot about Adler, but there's things that I still need to know, and I think it's healthy. I think it's a very healthy habit for you to develop these friendships no, and also dig deeper into getting to know your friends because we all are going through something. Like, some people don't know that I'm in nursing school. Some people don't know that I'm, we're not necessarily in nursing school. I'm in school to become a nurse. I yes. be more specific. But I'm going to be there. No, but yes, you will get there. There are some things that you don't know about me. And you're going to find out. Hopefully, maybe we'll see what's going to happen, depending on the questions. But we urge you and definitely motivate you guys to take a chance to listen to what we got to talk about and take this out into your life. And we want to hear about your feedback. But we'll talk about where you guys can post that later. But let's get started. Adler, are you going to start this off or do you want me to start this off? I am going to start it off. Perfect. Because Dominate I, this I'm your guy. senior. So I'm, wow, I'm older. Wow, me feel like a, like a toddler. Well, I mean, you're kind of young. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so, alright, the first question I got for you is, when was the moment in your life, my life, that you laughed the absolute hardest? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, I know, right? That's a good that's a good one. When yeah. was the last time I laughed the hardest? Like you, you like you just couldn't like you would just geek and turn red, like you just uncontrollably just giggled. Okay. I'm gonna share this with you because it's kinda goofy and this happened a few years ago. Like when I say a few, when I was like twelve years old. I do have a time where it was a little, it's almost like an embarrassing story, but I feel like embarrassing fine, stories are funny. That's fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom and I were at this camp, and yeah. it was a family camp that we went to, and uh-huh. my mom and I, well, the whole camp, they were doing like a performance. Like everyone had to do like their, like a skit or like some kind of uh, magic trick, or I don't know, some kind of like thing. Like yeah, music. it's a talent show kind talent of thing. Talent show. Yeah, yeah. So my mom is a yoga instructor, and she's been doing that for 15 plus years, nice. and my mom and I were doing partner yoga. So that basically means that you and another person have to do these yoga poses. Together, yeah. And it was one of the poses, we actually never did it when we actually did the talent show, but we tried it in the uh, in our in our cabin. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went to go lift my mom up. Now, considering that I was 12 years old, I lift my mom up and I farted so loud. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But it wasn't even about being loud. The fart lasted like a solid 30 seconds, bro. <laughs> And I'm talking about the. It was so <laughs> crazy that the people next door to us were talking prior to. Hey, hey are you are you okay? <laughs> literally, they were talking next door, and the people next door were silent after the 30 seconds. And I was like, "Mom, my mom could not stop laughing. I was like hysterically laughing, my guy. It was to the point where it's like this. 
I, I can see. If you see ride a balloon, like a. Yeah. Imagine that for 30 seconds. I can see That's that. how my I can see was. how you said that. <laughs> and I'm lifting my mom up because I'm like. slash embarrassing old. moment. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad because I felt like crud. These people next door hear me farting like crazy. And my mom, I'm holding my mom up for an airplane pose. So if you ever do yoga, look up the airplane pose. It takes two people. But I think because, and I don't know what was going on, but I thought I had it. And I'm a cocky person sometimes, but I really thought I had it. And I was holding my mom up and I'm like, oh. Like the engines were rolling for sure. Were you like okay? Question. Yeah. Were you like making like like direct eye contact? <laughs> yes. Did. And I was afraid that so I was gonna drop my mom. She's looking at your face. She's looking at her face, and the eye goes for thirty seconds exactly. And the thing is, <laughs> and my mom's like, "You better not drop me." So, to the best of my memory, that is like the most hysterical moment that I've ever had, and I've laughed so hard. My mom like. Even when we went to the talent show, we were trying to keep our composure because we knew, we remembered, we're doing yoga. And what like, happened? Yeah. And we're like, we're going to have sense. to find an alternative That's pose good. because this is going to be... I would have never even been able to guess that. Like, I was like I was trying to think of, like, an embarrassing moment that you could have had, but I would have never guessed that. So that's 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 good. That's good. Um, what about you? For me, um, <laughs> the hardest <laughs> I ever laughed. All right. So, America. I'm not a bully. All right. However... Back in some, you know, a time before this, um, there there was a guy that we were like super close with. His name was Manny, and um, so for a lot of people that don't know, that um, I went to a school that was about forty five minutes away, Father Lopez Catholic High School. What what represent? Um, it was forty five minutes away, and so like what I would do is like my friends that were local in the area, mm-hmm. James, myself, Henley, and Manny. We were all in the area, so we'd always drive together, ride together. It was the four of us. It was like a brotherhood. It was a pact. You know, like, it was y'all with a pack. Yeah. It was a group. And four amigos. the funniest thing, like, you know how, like, there's always, like, group people, and there's always that one person that's, like, like, for the lack of a better term, lack of a better term, the butt of the joke, right? Mm-hmm. So my friend Manny, <laughs> he was kind of the butt of the joke a lot of the time for the stuff that we did. And so, like, there was one day we're driving back. I'm the only one with the license, and they're all riding in the car. And so I'm driving back to Deltona, and I got to drop him off at, like, Winn-Dixie. And I always drop him off at Winn-Dixie. His sister come fix him up at Winn-Dixie, and then I move on, and I drop James off, and then I head home myself. And then it's like this, like, this ongoing, cycle every day. Yeah, ongoing thing. So um, it's common knowledge for us to know that um, <laughs> Manny's going to get picked up by his sister. So sometimes, unfortunately, his sister wasn't there on time, and so he'd have to sit there and wait. And one day, we decided to have this bright idea of yelling out a whole bunch of inappropriate, slightly kind of messed up things to him in the public parking lot while he was standing there waiting for his sister. And so, like, we went through the first time. Like, we said those things. We drove, and then we left. And so we're laughing, and it's like, yo, bro. Let's do it again. And it's me, Henley, and James. And we go back. We make a U-turn. We come back through. He's sitting there. He's like, he's like, all right, well, you know, the worst is over, whatever, whatever. And we come through and we start yelling out a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of things. I can't, I can't remember what I'm exactly I'm just trying to picture Winn-Dixie. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Manny, Manny's just yeah. sitting out front. He's just sitting and out front. You guys are just driving around the parking lot and y'all and come just, back up and just say some stuff. We must stuff have again. circled that parking lot at least 10 times before we actually left. And we went back. At this point, I probably could have dropped him off by now. 
But we just circled back and forth and we just yelled stuff. And it got to a point where... Why did he get up and go he inside of Winn-Dixie? I don't understand. He got up and went inside of Winn-Dixie. I would have... And then, wait, wait, wait. And then we're like driving through. We're like driving through again. I was like, man, we don't see him. Where, where's he at? He takes his backpack and just chucks it at the, the car. car. <laughs> and we just, uh, we were rolling. We just sped off after that. It's like, yo, okay, all right. We're, we're done. We're done messing with him. So shout out to Manny. Wherever you are, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Manny, I just would have given you one tip of advice. If you know Adam and Manny are running around <laughs> saying random stuff to you and it's like round three, you should have already probably been in when Dixon first round. Well, you know, we we were young and dumb and we yeah, said just a lot happens. of stuff, man. You know, uh, but hey, nothing but the best of love to you, Manny, man. Uh, that was good. That was, that was like, I, I could not stop. Like, even when we talk about it now, like we reminisce, it's just the funniest thing and the best moment I've ever had with all four of them. <laughs> hey, well, that's, this is this is why we do what we do, and why laughing with people and spending time with people is so crucial. Oh yeah, it's it's, an, it's essential, man. It's it's exactly. So I got a question for you. It's a little more on a serious note. So right. we talking about laughing and goofing yeah. off and stuff. But I have a question for you, Adler. What book? It's not that serious. I'm not like into a serious moment. Right, but right. what book has impacted you the most? Um, a book called Think and Grow Rich. Um, right, I'm gonna throw my hands up. I knew that. I knew that one, but I didn't say it. But I knew it. Well, I just wanted to right. say that. So, uh, that book, um, it kind of. So, if if anyone's ever read, uh, read the book, the book, it's it's um, sensational. Um, it'll definitely be a good source of motivation. But I, I I thought about like it's the power of willpower and speaking into existence what you want. And going out, going out with reckless abandon, and making sure that all your actions are supporting going after what it is that you want in life. Hmm. And you know, there's 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 a whole bunch of examples and stories of like just can you share one? Fantastic people. Well, okay, so one 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 of them was, and I can't remember the guy's name, but this guy he must have been a teenager, like probably sixteen, seventeen years old. And all he wanted to do was to be partnered with Thomas Edison. Now, when I say partnered with, not work for, it was, but you to know who work, it was. I can tell you who it was. Who was it? It was Tesla. Tesla wanted to, con- and I, the only reason why I know this is because I've watched a documentary. Right. Tesla wanted to work with uh, Edison, but Edison's requirements were really, really extreme, and Edison. This could actually be a second person. Only reason being because there was there was somebody else, but yeah. he was against Tesla. I mean, against Edison. So yeah. I think it was Tesla. Tesla was like a sixteen, seventeen year old guy who wanted to work with Edison, mm-hmm. but Edison didn't see anything much more in Edison. I'm sorry, in Tesla. And Tesla kind of went on his own path, figuring out his own way and working with other businessmen. That's to the best of my knowledge, but I think it's Tesla that you're talking about. So the guy that I'm talking about, I I don't think it's Tesla, but. Okay. Um, the reason why I don't think so is because he, um, in the book, it talks about like how he wasn't, uh, he didn't have money to get to um, where think, he needed to get I to. So, well, hold on. Listen, you know what? Listen, I'll listen, listen, look listen, it up. Listen to the story. We'll figure it out. Oh, no. Listen to the story real quick. Um, so, um, he didn't have money to get to his destination, mm-hmm. but he said, you know what? 
I'm going to make it. I'm going to find a way to get to Thomas Edison. And when he finally met Thomas Edison, he went face-to-face, toe-to-toe with Thomas Edison. And it was kind of like, um, it was kind of like this surreal moment, but he didn't like, he didn't take it as like, oh my God, I'm speaking to Thomas Edison. He took it like, hey, look, I know you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. You and I are going to partner with something one of these days, and you and I are going to be partners in it, okay? And... Thomas Edison hired him right then, right in there on the spot. And when they later asked him why did he hire him right then, right in there uh, on the spot, he basically said something along the lines of, um, "When he spoke to me and addressed me in that manner, when he said, hey, you and I are going to be partners someday,' he said it with the utmost contrition, purity, and he said it with confidence. And because of that, he's like, yo, this type of person." is somebody that I can work with in the long run. I don't know what we're going to work on, but we'll figure it out. Mm. Fast forward, like, maybe a couple years into him being an intern there. Like, he was doing a lot of, like, meaningless work. Um, Edison had come up with an invention that um, he, you know, he brought up to his sales team, and he said, hey, sell it. And they're like, nah, there's no way we can sell. There's no possible way that we're going to be able to sell this. And at that point, that moment, that young gentleman, I still can't remember his name, he took advantage of the situation and he went out and he said look edison i know they said that they can't sell it but i will be the salesman for this i got this and he had the most sales at the time with edison and so edison partnered with him like with this device and they just went back and forth just selling it from door to door mm-hmm. so that was one of the, like the stories that kind of like impacted me it's like one of the very first ones like in the very first like you know you know 30 40 pages of the book but that was like the one that was like, wow, like he really like called that out, spoke it into existence, met an icon, and not only did he meet the icon, but he ended up partnering with the icon, icon, just like he said. You know, and I hope that, I hope what we're doing um, right now with our podcast, that that's pretty much where we're going to go with what we're doing. That's the plan, man. That's, that's, uh, that's what we're going to go We're partnering with people that we can grow and we can develop and we can do exactly that. If Tesla is the guy that we're talking about, I want us to be the Tesla I want us to be Tesla working with the Edison that we approach. Because our goal, our mission, our focus, our concept that we have with the Best Nation is very, very, very simple. But it can be very complicated at times because some people don't see it as simple. But um, no, man, it's a powerful book. I'm actually going to look into getting that book. I want to read that book. It's very, it's very. Good. I, well, I've I've looked at you know I've read the cyber I've I've gotten into psycho cybernetics yeah into a couple of the chapters yeah. of that book I really need to go back and revisit because right like right before COVID mm-hmm. I started reading the book and honestly I've as bad as it sounds I forgot some of it just because I've been dealing with but a lot of in, neurological issues but okay. with that being said at the same time I want to go back and revisit that book because I think that with law of attraction and so the secret so. Um, I don't know if you want to ask me or I'm just going to go ahead and share it. Since you go ahead. Yeah, 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 go ahead. The secret is really the book that I feel like is for me that has really impacted yeah. me because I never it, actually read the book, but I did see the documentary. So, so I, I will say the documentary is great, but for a personal reason, I've read the book first before I actually watched the documentary. Yeah. It's pretty much lined up to the same, but it's just so many things that you have to do for your own personal growth. So the secret really kind of gave me an understanding. Now, considering I read this book at like the age of 16 years old, 16 years old, I was already cultivating my mind to be a successful entrepreneur. Somebody who wants to be an influencer, someone who's going to leave an impact for people. And reading The Secret gave me an understanding of this is how you cultivate your thoughts 
and how you manifest your life. There's nothing else greater than knowing that the law of attraction is in place. Mm-hmm. We attract things into our life. There was a, one of the uh, one of the guys in the book. Everybody knows who this is. Everybody knows who this guy is. Um, who does the, who plays the Grinch? Wow, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey or James Carrey, however you want to call it. I whatever. think it's Jim. It's Jim Carrey. It's Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's universally known as Jim. So Jim Carrey, he wrote himself a check. I think like it's thirty thousand dollars, something like that. He wrote some extreme. I thought it was a hundred thousand. It might be okay. You're right. It's a hundred thousand. It was one and a bunch of zeros. Right before he signed with Ace Ventura. Correct. Yeah. And he said that he wrote himself a check and he kept it in his wallet. And that right there, guys, is incredible. You know, I I want to write a check and say this is how much I want to make. You know, and I want to like the other day I cultivated my mind too, and I love the word cultivate. It's kind of like the word of the month for me. So oh, far. I'll write you a check. I'll write you the check. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I didn't write my own check. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You can. You can. I think we should write a check for the best of your nation. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely we do that. Do that. That's, that's something that. That's we, what we need to do. We can definitely, yeah, you know, and that's something that we could definitely do. I think that, like, with Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey is one of like those those guys that, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, he's so over the top and all the antics, and he's so this, this, this. But at the end of the day, he's literally made a career and a name for himself doing all those antics and being over the top. Yeah, he's one of my favorite movies as a kid growing up. Liar, liar. Honestly, it love was The Grinch. Life. I loved watching The Grinch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Grinch, um, obviously Ace Ventura was a great movie. The Mask was another one that's really good. I did like that one too. Um, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber 2, I think. Yes. Those are some great movies. Dumb and Dumber. Oh now, my God. I could teach you life lessons off <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Take, um. <laughs> taking it back. Taking it back though. A lot of people, a lot of the young generation may not know who this is, but if you go back to watching Living He's Color. He's the guy that played in Sonic the Hedgehog. He was Professor Robotnik. In case that's y'all like don't. That's like now. What? I'm, then the kids know. I mean, no. This is giving some reference until. I was, like, going, I was going back to like the 80s. Well, just, well, you, like the we 90s. can still go into the 90s. I'm just letting the, the younger version, the young, younger crowd, I'm letting you know that he was Professor Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog. So if you need to look him up, you know, check him out. Like He has an amazing like uh, just history and it's super positive. Jim Carrey also, he was on Saturday Night Live. SNL. He, no. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. In Living Color. That's okay. That that's going back to the '90s where he was Fire Marshal Bill. He was in Living Color. My name is Fire Marshal Bill Brandon. Quite frankly, I'm a little pissed. Let me just tell you something. Listen, guys. That's actually the best impression I've actually heard Finn ever do in my wow. life. I like. No, I've given you props. That's the best one I've it ever. Looks heard. like a baby needs to be spanked. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. <laughs> so Fire Marshal Bill on Living Color, yes. Yes. And then um, he also does. Uh, Mr. Penguin Popper. This is a bunch of Yeah, movies. yeah. This is a whole bunch of like, just characters. Jim Carrey wrote himself a check. This is the bottom line. The important thing is coming back to the secret. The law of attraction is a powerful rule and a powerful law that you can apply to your life. And because kind of what we're doing here, we want to help you cultivate that. We want you guys to reach out into your toolbox and say, I want to be able to attract these things in my life if you're attracting negative things you gotta put it out there you're gonna attract negative things in your life if you if you keep attracting this i can't i can't i can't guess what you're cultivating i can't that means you're never gonna get there because you keep telling yourself and you keep telling yourself over and over and over again that you're never gonna do it it's kind of like how this podcast all started and it Mm -hmm. was an idea it was a thought it was an emotion it all started and you needed each each part needed to come together in sync to genuinely 
create this product that we're doing now. And here we are, we're podcasting season five. God, it's so amazing. Um, but yeah, The Secret is the book that I would say really has given me insight and has really been one of the best reads that I've had. I like that. Okay. Um, so now my question is, and all right, context. Without naming names specifically, okay. just explain the situation. Who was the last person that made you cry and why? Ooh. I know. See, don't use names, but you go ahead and you can kind of discuss the situation. And just... Let me ask you this. Can I, can I ask you this? Does it have to be something that, like, let's say an event that took place that could have made me cry? Or does it have to be a specific event that is some, a personal individual made me cry? Because there's been events prior to a certain event that I could talk about one person, but there's an event of several people that may have... I don't know why you have to make it so complicated. Okay. So pick either one. Just I pick will go one. with the person. So... Yeah. Um, just just don't cry right now. I'm not gonna. I'm, cry. I'm not sure if I can console. You. I'll try my best. No, there, no. there. Um, let's see. Well, I will be honest with you. I think this is, and I'm not gonna mention this person's name, but it it happened a few years ago. I, I I've spoken about this relationship before, and I and I think that's really the last time that I genuinely cried. Uh, I mean, I genuinely cry, but I don't cry often. It's very 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 rare for me to because he's a man all right um he's a manly man and he doesn't cry go ahead I'm the sorry. last time that i genuinely cried yeah. i'm not mentioning this person's name obviously it was a female but it was my ex-girlfriend and uh i remember coming home and sitting down there and talking to her and having the conversation with her about our relationship i think that we were in a place where we're both were just exhausted from one another and we really needed to find a medium and say, we need to break this apart. We need to break this off. This isn't working. Yeah. It was unhealthy. It was unhealthy. Very yeah. unhealthy. Um, I would say, <laughs> this is like very vulnerable actually. It's great. Yeah. We're opening up, man. We got, we're letting the people know. Um, go ahead. It was actually, I didn't cry until after I dropped her off at home and gave her a hug and told her that you're going to do great. So you're going to make it in life. If you choose to make things right for yourself, you know, go to school, uh, pursue the degree you want, pursue the career that you want. I hope that whoever you meet and whoever you marry, well, you will be happy. Um, it wasn't actually until I got home and I unpacked my stuff from work and took a shower and sat in my bed and just looked at the last text message from her. Um, that That's when I broke down and cried. Yeah, uh, I think it was September 2018 is really when I that was the last time that I really genuinely was made to cry. Uh, it was because, and I know I'm getting kind of a little bit more somber, but it's because this was a moment that I realized that I had to make a choice for myself, but also for her. Yeah, uh, that we were not awesome together. We were awesome individually, <laughs> and just being in that relationship, you know, the things that I remembered, it was like a, it was like all these things were flashing in front of my face. All these moments we went to the Bach Tower Gardens and we experienced that together. We would go out to dinner and spend time together, and you know, you do look back, and I do, I personally embrace all those moments. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I was, I was crying because. You know, I had to let go of somebody that I genuinely spent many, many months who drove with me to go get my EMT. Like when I went to go take my boards for my EMT license for the fourth time, 
she sat in the car and told me, babe, you're going to do great. You're going to pass this test. Sat there and waited for and, the car. And she sat for me for the hour and 15 minutes I took that exam. And I came back out and I, she asked me how I did. I said, I don't know, but I think I did great. And she was the first person that knew about me passing my exam. So it was just like you look back on those moments, you know. Yeah. Um, we just, again, we weren't awesome together, but we were awesome individually. That's something we learned, we came to learn about once we realized that we needed to separate. And so that was really the last time I cried, man. That was the last time I really, really cried. Uh, and it just, it, it made me realize that, yes, I'm a man, but at the same time, I have emotions and that's something that for a long time i honestly thought i didn't have so check this out i think that it's it's huge because i feel like there's like this misconception like you know and i I don't know if it's necessarily this generation but it's more like a generational thing like if you speak to your father and uh, you speak to my father it's like you know be strong don't cry hold in like hold in the pain and hold in like you know this concept and i think that that it has a place in society but i also feel like you're doing yourself a disservice because instead of allowing yourself to express it, you just kind of just hold it in and you never get it out and you never get that peace from getting it out. And so like, you know, like, and you know, nothing against like your dad or my dad, like, you know, they handle grief, you know, differently. But a lot of the times it's just like this, this concept of like, hold it in, be strong and don't allow yourself to, you know, let out that vulnerable side. And so I struggle, especially in a relationship, I struggle being vulnerable largely because there's been, like, uh, I had one time where I tried to be vulnerable and then, you know, she basically called me a female dog, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, and so I don't really like putting myself out there. It's yeah, because you've been, because, because you've experienced yeah. something, man. It was, you've been, it was negative. Someone was put negative. you, someone yeah. called you out. And that's, yeah. and I mean, saying that would put you in a position where you are a little bit more cautious reserved. and more conscious reserved. about what's going on yeah, that's reserved. all it is it's, just, it's more so reserved um so answering the question myself um the last time i got i want to say like boo hooed cry but you know you kind of just shed a tear right and you know this situation well i actually have, i've actually discussed this with you um without <laughs> naming names of course <laughs> well it's kind of the, the purpose yeah, yeah, yeah um there was still want to respect the people no of course there was this young lady and, um, man, like, it's, it was one of those things where, like, I, I didn't realize how bad I had it until, like, you know, a few months, like, into it. Like, you know, I, you know we were hanging out, everything was cool, and everything was fine. And then, um, we had, like, this moment where, like, um, I guess her friend's significant other, you know, pull me over to the side and say, hey, look, if, you, if you're going to be serious, you really got to, you kind of have to be, like, serious about this because, you know, she does have a child. So, you know, that's something. And, for the, like, I don't have kids. I don't have a child or anything like that. Right. So, for me, it's kind of like, all right, hey, this is uncharted territory. But this is something I would like to pursue and kind of see where things go. And so, like, you know, I met her son and everything, and, you know, we kind of, like, formed a little bit of, like, you know, like, a bond, you know, um, and, it, you know, it, it was, it was cool, and, like, you know, 
he would, you know, he would always like come come around like, you know, me and just be like, yo, you're my best friend, stuff like that. Like I was like, yo, chill out. You can't say that because I'm a man and I don't say stuff like that. But you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, all jokes aside, but like those moments kind of like it meant something to me. You know, it, it was it was big for me. And um, things ended up not working out. Now, if you're asking me how or why it didn't work out, I can't tell you why. The only thing I know is um, when things are going south, and maybe this is good, this is bad, I'm not sure. When things are starting to go south and I can, you know, sense it or, you know, feel it, mm-hmm. my rule of thumb is don't go away mad. Just go away. Let it happen because this is what, this is the, the direction it's heading anyway. Don't go away mad. Just go away. And so that's kind of the, the philosophy I kind of, like, I picked up. And, you know, whether it's right or wrong, I'm not sure. But I do know this, like, meeting parents is a huge deal for me. I don't allow a lot of people to meet my parents. Like, it's, you don't, you don't get there until, like, I'm like, all right, hey, this is something I'd like to pursue. Reckless abandon, 100%. This is where I want to go. And, you know, she met my family. Um, she met my mom, my dad, my brother, my, a lot of my friends. Um, you know, met you, obviously. Um, and... It it was the most disappointing thing that I've probably experienced um, in most recent years. And the reason why I say that is just because, you know, you build up this expectation of what you think it could possibly turn out to be. And then it falls so short of, like, not even, like, come close to your expectations. Like, it falls so, <laughs> so short. It's like playing, it's like you're yeah. in track when you're playing discus and you throw the disc. Like, I'm throwing it right there. Not even that, and man. that junk is like, eh. Here's a better example. It's like like going through like Donkey Kong or, or Mario and there's 30 levels and you're like, all right, I'm going to get to like, you know, up there. And then you just pretty much lose at level three. That's how it felt. That's how it felt. Because <laughs> it was just like, yo. I could play some Mario and Donkey Kong. Yeah. I like me some Mario. Yeah. And you, and you fail at level three. You're not only disappointed. You're just like, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, this is, ugh. You're this like, is, well, what? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I wouldn't say that it was like one of those like, um, you know, uncontrollable boo-hoo-hoo type deals, but, like, it was one of those situations where, you know, there's, I, so if for transparency, we're going to go for total transparency, if, if I had an opportunity to kind of speak up again, I would probably kind of let her know exactly how I felt, but it was like, you know, I, I kind of helped reserve back because I was like, alright, I'm not sure but you were, if I can I kind think... of be open in that situation, so... I think you were in here in your heart. I feel like you had something that could have developed. And yeah. you were it could have been like you said, level three. Yeah. And you were disappointed because this is what you you felt like there was something there. At least if we fell short, like can we make it like level, level like twenty? Like, yeah. you know, if we get to twenty, I'm like, alright, well you know what? We we made we put we rode this train as long as we possibly could in order to get here. So I'm actually kind of proud. That's the most disheartening thing. It's just like all right, we didn't even get off the ground. It's like okay. So why did I go through all this like meeting like your family and you meeting my family and then like for it to just end like this? And the thing that kind of I have I had to learn in that situation is just because the person that you thought would be your person mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the world ends it just means that this is just not your person yeah 
And you have to be okay with it. You have to find some level of comfort knowing that, hey, you know what, at least, and this is the, you know, the half, half glass four or the glass half, half full, yeah. whatever. Um, at least it happened earlier instead of like later. Because I'm, I'm sure that if it happened later, I would have probably been in like a distraught. Like, oh, yeah. Like, My dad. It would have been, like, been like, you know, like hurt. Because you, well, you're, it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a really good example. And it's not really benefiting me, but it's going to give you context. Context. Yeah. I have a car that is considered underwater. Mm-hmm. And for for lack of better terms for anybody who understands finances and dealerships and cars and stuff, when your car is under, is when you owe more than the value of the vehicle, you consider it underwater. That's it. Some people run into that problem, and I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there who've experienced that. But I would say that if you would have continued in that relationship and you would have gone mm. down that road, mm. you would have been in that underwater situation. It's like you realize, man, I put in Could all this been. work and put in all this time and money into it. Like yeah. When I say money, I'm obviously I mean time. You it's find yourself just like, yourself, God, yeah. dude, you feel like you were held short. Yeah, I mean, so at this point, I'm at peace with it. So yeah. it doesn't like, you know, it, if if I would be lying to say it doesn't disappoint me, if, like if I think about it, Course. but I try not to dwell on it just because like it's like all right, I've got so many different things that I'm I'm working on, you know, between you know all my goals, you know, work, the podcast and stuff, and it's like all right, hey, you can't get hung up on like someone not seeing your value because then that means that I value her perception of me more than I do my own perception of myself and that's something that you know you can't fall in the trap of because at the end of the day you set your own limits and boundaries you can't allow anybody else to set them for you and that's something that's huge and I'm a big proponent of and I will never allow somebody to dictate how I feel or what I'm capable of and you should never let anybody never never ever I have another question for you Ooh. Shoot. And this one is, I could probably guess this. You probably guess mine, but I'll I'll just ask the question. Okay. What, what TV show do you turn on when you just want to zone office. out? Yours is the office. <laughs> I already know it's the office. Hold on. Okay, no. We'll ahead. get there oh, when we get there. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. When you so what TV show do you turn on when you just want to zone out and feel better? What's your TV show? All right. So. Uh, and just, watching YouTube, you probably know what I'm doing and where it comes from. But yeah, that's it. It's the office. <laughs> um, so, all right, this is I guess the the TV show. It just kind of gives me a sense of nostalgia. So, um, my cousin Wendy Whedon's she passed away July twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen, and when she passed away, it kind of left like this huge like hole here, and the reason being is because like. Like, this was my, like, like throughout nursing school, she was, like, my source of motivation. She was my source of encouragement. I would go over to her house. She'd wake me up, like, to be like, hey, study. She'd, like, make me coffee. Like, she'd be like, hey, let me buy you lunch. Like, all these different things. And I would run through, like, my plans, my goals, and everything with this person. And, like, she was the first person I went to a concert with. The first person I had, like, an, you know, if I'm being honest, transparent, an alcoholic beverage with. The first person that, like, I literally... Like, I did a lot of different things with, and probably one of the most, probably the most trusted person in my life ever. 
Like I uh, could I could tell her anything, and I know for without a doubt she could be tortured by like um, terrorists overseas, and she wouldn't crack. Like that's like the level of trust that I had in her. And like the day that she passed, you know that was that was tough for me. So like one of the things I like to do, um, uh, her and I favorite show was Scrubs. Mm. And so we would watch this show and we would just quote things back and forth. Kind of like how you are with the office. But we would just quote things back and forth. And just like go, like, it was, it's just our thing. And, you know, nowadays I watch it just to kind of get a sense of like, all right, you know, just to kind of feel like she's still close to me. Um, it's a part that's connected to you. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I know it's like, it's super lame. Like, it's Scrubs. I don't know if you ever watched it, but if you ever do get a chance to, it's, it's, it's a decent series. There's like seven seasons. The last two are not so good, but you know the the first you know few are, are perfect. And um, you know it's just a it's just a way of just kind of remaining close and keeping that that bond. And what's cool is like my brother actually kind of got into it a little bit later, and so like we'll watch like shows and we can quote stuff back and forth to each other. So that's the one show that I can watch like over and over again. I'll never get tired of it. Never. So. You guessed it right. Of course. But I appreciate you sharing that because it's, uh, for you at least, you know, you have to find that place of... Peace. Peace. That's really what it was. Cause, That's you know, what all it is, man. For the longest time, I didn't have peace with it. And like, you know, there's a, another show that we kind of used to watch, like her and I, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. When she died, I stopped watching it all together because I couldn't do it. But like, you know, like, you know, recent years, I've kind of been able to kind of finish out the series and everything. I finished it out, and now I'm just like, all right, no, I feel better. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> the Office is my go-to show. Of course. Uh, if anybody knows me well enough, you know that The Phyllis, Office. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Michael Scott, uh, Andy <laughs> Bernard, I've, I've gotten that a lot. Actually, a lot of people compare me to Andy Bernard. Um, you are an Andy Town person. <laughs> Just thinks you know he's a goofy guy, funny guy, super hyperactive, super creative, yeah. and uh, do do You know what I'm saying? So the only thing I can say is at least then nobody called you Dwight Schrute. You know, if someone ever called me Dwight Schrute, <laughs> I would have to reconsider how are we friends because. And for those of you that don't know The Office, you definitely check it out. I think it's it's funny. not on Netflix anymore, unfortunately, but it is on Peacock. Mm. They took it off. It's on Peacock. But it's a streaming service by N N B no N S N B C N N B C. It's the whatever has okay. the Peacock logo. It's, whatever. Decide, it's the, on beside NBC the point, go look it up. It's Peacock. the office. But I've watched it nine times round and man, I love that is my show that I will turn on, I will watch, and I will just stream it and I will just I I love it. The reason why I love it is I think I think partially because of the fact that I'm just a cheesy, corny guy. Yes. And I'm the king of corny jokes. Agreed. I'm the dad jokes guy. Dad joke and of the year. And as dry as The Office <laughs> is, I feel like the humor that goes behind it with with Steve Carell as Michael Scott and uh, John Kaczynski as uh, as Jim Halpert, you know, and you just look at these guys and, you know, Rain Wilson as uh, Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute has such a personality. Andy Bernard has a personality. You know, that show really to me is just honestly the go-to. I could watch it and sit there and do school. I could just sit there and watch it. But the, my favorite episode, and for anybody who um, has ever watched it, was the CPR episode where they're doing CPR and Dwight... <laughs> ha, 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 stay alive, stay alive. Ha, 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 
Andy. Andy comes in. Yeah. You can't tell by the way that woman. Exactly. Andy just comes out of nowhere. And Dwight, and the whole scene is just about like, all right, guys. And the little lady's like, all right, guys, the ambulance never made it. No one called 911. And it's like, all right. So he's confirmed dead. All right. He's check for an organ organ donor card. And he says he has an organ donor card. Uh, Dwight, Dwight pulls out this like thing and starts ripping up the mannequin and tearing him up, cutting him. And he's like, all right, get all the organs. Where's the heart? We're going to harvest the organs. Harvest oh the gosh. organs. And it's so he, morbid. <laughs> so morbid, bro. <laughs> Such a savage. He takes his face, the face and goes, Clarice. And freaks the heck and out of him. never Stanley. seen Silence of the Lambs, he literally puts the face of the mannequin on his face and he goes, Clarice. And, 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 and Stanley, and Stanley's over here like, I need to sit down. I feel sick. And Stanley's yeah, like the grouch. He's like, he's, he's like the grouch of the office. But it's so funny because like, yeah, it's just the, the dark humor, the, just the cheesy dry humor that comes from the office. I actually, it's so crazy that I love the office that bad. I have three different pairs of socks. I have Michael Scott that says, that's what she said socks. I have the episode, well, the episode with Dwight Schrute where he actually legit um, cuts the mannequin's face off. I have that. It's Clarice socks, and mm. then I also have the episode where Kevin spills his famous chili. My mom told me about this chili. This chili is gonna be so good. Oh no, my <laughs> chili! And he spills chili all over the office. Everywhere. Literally, guys, the office. <laughs> Adler knows it for like. <laughs> that wasn't even that hard, but the office. I think I, you know what's crazy? I actually only made it like once Steve Carell left. I kind of like stopped. Like I, I watched it, but I just kind of like, like it was tough. When I Steve, stopped in and out. Like, it was, it was when Steve like, left, it was yeah. kind of a rough. But you know, The Office. That's the show, my show. And if anybody's ever reached over nine watches or nine rerounds of watching all nine episodes or nine seasons, let me know. Um, alright, this is gonna be the last question before we close out. Um, like, I want a quick answer. If you yeah, we're gonna, and we're also just, just a heads up, we are gonna do a part two. It's a part this. two. We're just, this is part one. We wanna make sure that you guys are. It's the more you know. You know, you just kinda like learn a little bit more about like each other. So, exactly. um, um, alright. If you could change just one thing, only one thing about yourself, what would it be and why? Here on the best you nation. Oh God! Yeah. No, right? Oh man. Um. That's a good one. <laughs> Dang. That's a good one, right? That's a good question. Yeah, I know. Wow. Uh. Well, if there's one thing that I could change about me, well, if I have to give the honest answer, I would say that there's nothing I want to change about me. I love me for who I am. But, no, right, but if there's a one thing that I could change, um, God, I don't even know. Uh, I, there's no right or wrong answer, by the way. I don't. Well, I don't really have an answer to be honest. I think that there. That's the beautiful. That's the beautiful part about this. Is is that I don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there are things that I personally can grow from and develop i mean i could say that i talk too much but that mean that could be a total like wrong but i because i'm a communicator i communicate i naturally so want maybe, to ex- so maybe 
tweak it instead of saying you talk too much just be like hey i wish i was a better listener that's a better way of saying it i would i prefer if there's one thing i could work on yeah to rephrase the question is something that you one of my weaknesses is that i don't listen enough Yes. And I would like to be better at doing that. So if there's one thing that I can retweak or rework on or consistently get better at is um, being a better listener. I think that I have the I do have the potential to listen, and I think I do a great job when I choose to. But I think I get so excited and I become very, very involved, and I talk a lot. And uh, I'm an over communicator, and being an over communicator can be good and bad. So if there's one thing that I really could work on better, bettering mm-hmm. myself at, I don't know if that was the question, but um, if I'm recalling correctly, that would be the one thing that I would go back and be like, hey, I need to work on this. And then what's your why for like wanting to work on it? I think that it becomes, it can become very, uh, it, it can be difficult for people to try to explain what they have going on and it can come off very, very, uh, <laughs> selfish and that's not the type of person that I am I'm not a selfish person at all but yeah. perception is everything and unfortunately yeah, you come off as a more of a talker than a listener people might get that perception that oh this guy is very self-conceited he's about himself he's not going to listen to me and that's very opposite of who I am I'm very giving as far as my time I'm I will drive out to go see you and spend time with you I mean I put my time my sweat and blood and tears probably not blood but my sweat and tears to a certain extent to spend time, listen, and do things to help people out. Yeah. I will stop what I'm doing to make sure that your day and your life is going well. I don't like to call myself a people pleaser. I just am a giver of my time. I'm a giver of hope and opportunity. So it just just to throw that out there, I think that a lot of the reason why I could be better at it is I don't want people to think that I'm selfish. And I want to follow up with that. Being a better listener will be a follow-up. Okay, I, I can I understand that. That makes sense. Um, so if I ask myself that question, yeah, I say what is what is your response? To uh, so I don't even really know how to even phrase this, but I like to be right. I like to know that when I predict something, and it happens, I'm like, oh, okay, I like being right, and I think that I have like too much gratification at being right. Sometimes it's like especially because it's like sometimes the person that's describing it or telling me what's going on, they're hurt by the situation. Even though I'm right, mm. I, I don't know, maybe it's ego or pride. I don't, I don't know what the what exactly I'm searching for. But like instead of, I, I wish I didn't have as much gratification being right sometimes just because of like there are innocent bystanders or, um, that are hurt by it and I kind of have to be a little bit better. At that, and that's right. something I, I can acknowledge that like I suck, I, I suck at it, but I could be a little bit better. So like whether it be from like, and this could be anything, whether it be from like betting on like you know which basketball team's gonna win, more, and I'm more, right. more like uh, Finn can't grow out his beard, which I was right about that. No, you were wrong. I mean, grew it out the and second you, time through. By the ways, yeah. by the ways, you I owe, you, you I owe me, you. and I, I made it to December, so you, you also also me owe me for that. But you already did. I owe for December too. You cut it. In December, no, you went goatee. No, that was definitely in December. No, right before Christmas. No, look at a picture of you in Christmas. I told you why. I'm right, America. I told this you is, why. This is I why. told you for this work. This no, why. it was for work. I know you did it for work, but I'm still saying you still so cut it. Count. No, I mean so that's so no one lost. So why do I have to pay no for it? Yeah, okay, that's okay, fine. Okay, okay, okay. All right. 
So you just witnessed. So, you just witnessed. And I'm how right. Finn and Adler usually I'm handle right. things. I'm right. And I'm wrong. So uh, that's all I gotta say. So, uh, but like, you know, and it could be from anything. Like, you know, you sold me a steak. Yeah, I. You're right. That you are right. You're correct. correct. So one of the things that I, I pride myself Good on job. is you, if I am wrong, I will completely admit it. I won't like. I'm not gonna fight with you on that. Hey, look. Because you you're still me. right. You're right that you're wrong. No, it's not, it has nothing to do That's with how it. Works. Like, no, you are correct. You know that you're wrong, so that you're so you know you're right by admitting that you're wrong. You don't even make any sense right I now. The only sense. thing is like, so if you're I make a mistake or an error, I have no problem falling on my sword and saying, "Hey, look, I messed up. I could have been better." Boom. That's it. But that's correct. So you acknowledge that you, the right thing to do because you know you're wrong. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Fine. I'll give you that. Whatever you want. To, whatever makes right. you sleep comfortably. But sleep comfortably. Oh man. Like that's sleep. that's five pillows and a blanket. Five pillows and a blanket. I was gonna say put on a fan and maybe like you know have a. Blanket. Uh, it's kind of cold right now. Still, nonetheless, I like doing like the burrito, like a burrito. Like, I like being the case. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that means. Anyway, I'm going to bypass that. So we're going to just continue on with what I was saying. Uh, yeah, so like, you know, either, whether it be from like sporting events, stock market, because hey. Hey, One of the market. things I will say is I have been investing since coronavirus has hit. And there are a lot of things that I have recommended to others. It's been right. Yeah, you have. And I don't want to, like, you know, I'm not going to I'll be the gloat. first one to say I'm not going to correct. You know, Finn got into a couple of companies that I had recommended, and he's, you know, reaping the benefits. Sure and for those of you that I did talk to that never decided to make a move, I feel sorry. Like, I'm not, you know, I feel bad, you know, but, you know, I also feel good because I listen to myself. So, um, it's one of those things. I, I would tweak it a little bit just so that way it's not as, um, I guess, boastful. Boastful, boastful. I think you can always find a way to, like you said for me, being more proactive about being a listener. Yeah. Listening more and being more engaged. And I guess the same thing for you is recognizing you can be right, but knowing it in here. There's a right way to do the wrong thing. Yeah. 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 So you you're right, but you're doing the wrong thing by like rubbing people's faces in it, which I'm really bad at it. That's, I'm also really bad like trash talker, um, which I would probably tweak as well. Uh, I've kind of put that out there because if I can talk trash, I will I will fully 100% go at it 100%, like your beard. So yeah, yes. I, I experienced that, or, guys. Or you grow out your hair. All right, continue. I was gonna say, like, you know, my beard. You know, I don't even want to go on. We'll, we'll keep that for another day. That whole beard and hair thing. Hey, I'll be honest, my hair is getting kind of long again. Yeah, but you're gonna cut it soon. Anyway, um, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I will say that it gives me um, a great sense of just like relief, um, just to know that you guys kind of get a better sense of who we are as uh, individuals, and you get a better sense of Finn, you get a better sense of me. And you kind of get like an idea of like who we are as people. And um, we actually plan on picking this up again like towards the end of the season. We're going to have like a part two version of this. Um, and just the more you know about each other. if you, The more you know about each other, the better your understanding. And realizing that the interpersonal relationships that you have in your life are essential to um, forming who you are as a person. And um, forming who you will become you know, for your future goals. So Absolutely. that's just something to keep in mind. Now this is the last thing because I know this is this is an extended version. So we've been doing a lot of extensions because this season. So just want to give a heads up. 
we are running these episodes a little longer on purpose. Yes. I just want to give you guys a heads up for that. If you're listening to this and you're catching this right now, they're intentionally longer because this is a very, very important season for a lot of people. Yep. A lot of people struggle with interpersonal relationships. A lot of people struggle with relationships and friendships in general. So we really want to emphasize that these episodes this season are intentionally longer for you to have more information so you guys can grasp more knowledge from us. Which brings me to my last point. I challenge every single one of you guys to take the time. Challenge. Five questions like we did today. We only did three, but challenge to do five questions and ask some of the closest people that you have in your life these questions. I will, uh, Adler and I will both post it on our personal pages. We will also post these things on our story yeah. uh, over our Insta, our, our own personal Instagram at the Best You Nation so that you guys have a reminder and just kind of a format of how to ask the questions. We want you guys to be engaged with your friends, the people that you hang out with. Get to know them more. Get to know and each other. You don't other have better. to ask what we ask, and you no. don't have to be also so sentimental. You can yeah. actually ask, like, "What's your favorite food? What's your favorite yeah. this?" Instead of going to Mexican to a Mexican restaurant because you want to eat Mexican food, maybe you guys like to go eat some pho. Pho is really good, and you might like South Korean really or good. South Korean Fantastic. food. Okay, you might like ramen. You might like uh, steak. Italian. Maybe like lobster. Maybe yeah. Italian. But if you don't, know, you're not going to know unless you ask your friends and get to know them more. So. Guys, we love you. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Again, this is the year, 2021. We're making big moves, which we will share later on down the road when the time comes. But right now, at this very moment, being the best you is is optimal. So, guys, appreciate you guys. Stay we'll close. catch you next week, guys.